Hey everybody, welcome to the Technic Podcast. I'm John Martin. And I'm Dean Reverman. Dean, something something feels different. Yeah, something's a little little off. Yeah. What, what is it? Something, I can't, it's not it's not a bad off. It's I just can, different. I, yeah, I can't quite put my finger on it. Just something just I don't know. It just did, doesn't feel like just another day something? in the studio. Did you get like a haircut or something? Uh, no, I mean I didn't put like product in my hair today, yeah, so maybe well, that's it. Maybe I don't know. I, I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Just a, it just a, it feels a little weird. Something feels know. a little off. Yeah. All right. If you're not someone who's watching on video, you're probably like, "What's wrong with these weirdos right now?" If you're the audio only folks, uh, you might want to step over briefly to the YouTube hey! page. I'll put a link in the notes. We've got a new, new redesigned studio. Studio, absolutely. Uh, we got to give uh, a huge shout out to producer Mark Ryan. Marco, yes. Yes. he uh, toiled away. At this, I'm going to point out this was mostly his idea. We yes, had, we had referenced the idea of maybe making some changes. This is true. Years. Yeah, like, he emphatically wanted to like do one it of those though. just off conversation. Yeah. Hey, you know, maybe we've been here for like three years now. Yeah. Shouldn't we do something? Exactly. And who knew that a producer, Marco, is also a great craftsman? That's right. Yeah, you've already, you you're already trying to employ him to do work for your house. Oh yeah, you know? I mean, if so. you like, so you got to hop over to YouTube and just see the studio yes. now because the work yes. is fantastic. Go to YouTube, check it out. I'll Put the link to the to the video in the show notes, or go on, if you're following us on LinkedIn, you're probably gonna see some images and stuff there yeah, too. Yeah, but yeah. you should check it out at least at least once. Check it out, see Absolutely. what we're, we're dealing with. It's a nice redesigned studio. We got some nice tchotchkes on the shelves behind I, us. Well, you know, like I said, like, I mean, this set makes me feel like we got to up our game. It kind of does. <laughs> like I feel like we're professional <laughs> podcasters now. Oh, we man. can't just play podcasters anymore. <laughs> we got to do podcasting. Yeah, I, I think after this long, we're we're, yeah, we're closing in on 150 true. episodes of this show. I'm, Dude, I hope by many? now. Yeah, okay. Yeah, I hope right. by now that we are you know actual podcasters. Fair enough. But, but thanks, that's Marco. not. What, but that's not what we're here to talk about that's today. Right. And in fact, actually, though, because you know we're going to probably be promoting this episode because we want to show off this a little bit. So mm-hmm. this might be somebody's first episode of the podcast. Ah. So our topic today it kind of mm-hmm. lets us talk a little bit about ourselves about mm-hmm. our mm-hmm. views on the channel and mm-hmm. technology as a whole. Mm-hmm. Uh, so actually, the, the the impetus for this is fun, though, because when it's we Jody's had... Jody's fault, basically. Exactly. We yeah. had Jody Costa on the pod. Uh, it's been a few weeks back now talking about AI, chat GPT, all of those uh, cool new marketing tools. Yes. And she actually, before she came on, had asked ChatGPT about <laughs> what questions yeah. she should ask the host right. of the Technic podcast. Now, for one, I should point out that when she asked about us, ChatGPT had no idea, no idea. who we were. Uh, which, by the way, still doesn't. I checked this morning. Okay, well, yeah. that mm-hmm. makes sense. I mean, my name is completely boring, so there's no reason you should know me. You, well, maybe. The, no, the but, Tech Connect you know. podcast still isn't on well, the Well, yeah, you know, okay. Right. So either way, we weren't there, but it gave some interesting questions that she tossed at us and said, hey, yeah. maybe you guys right. could talk about these on the mm-hmm. pod. Just some mm-hmm. interesting stuff that you might ask a podcast about technology. That's right. That's and we right. figured, hey, sure, let's let's roll with that. Let's let's. Uh, we are going to answer the AI. Exactly. Yeah. We, so so that's our that's our topic today. AI, AI asked, we answered. We're going to get into stuff about how we started the podcast. Yep. Some uh, thoughts on you know insights that we've gained from doing mm-hmm. this over the years. Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about emerging technologies, what we think might make an impact. We're, yes. It's a lot of us prognosticating and <laughs> talking about things that you know smarter people than us come on the show and actually normally talk about. Yes. Uh, so so if you think that we sound like idiots, just know that most of the time the people that are on the show with us actually know a lot about what yes. we're going to talk about. Absolutely. So, yeah. All that plus our usual value to the var. What's tech connecting? Tech What's tech? Connecting with us. See, I'm already blowing a brand new studio. I'm blowing. We are not professional podcasters. <laughs> it's the fumes from the. It is. Yeah, the there you wood go. Fumes. The wood there fumes. There you go. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, it's time to plug in and get connected. Welcome to the Tech Connect Podcast. It's time to get connected. Dean, uh, let's get into this. Yes, let's, sir. Let's, um, let's show off our chops and let's answer some questions. Mm-hmm. Let's uh, answer some stuff that ChatGPT wanted to know about us or recommended that someone came on, come on the podcast yep. and talk to us. And, about. and before we dive in, though, dear sir, isn't it curious that ChatGPT is already old? 
Have you done the GP uh, four? I haven't yet. GPT four. No, I, know it no, I haven't recently, either. I yeah. was trying to investigate how to get into that. But as we said in that podcast, it's like, well, everything that we're doing right now is going to be old in like yep. a few months. Well, yep. it only took a few. And months. I think what Microsoft has rolled out theirs. Um, oh yeah. Bard yeah. is that theirs or is that Google's? I don't know. Yeah. I got an invite to one that Google's doing, so I got to go oh. check that out too. Ah, so yeah. okay, all right. So there's you know there's anyway. plenty of stuff going yeah. on there. Yeah, all yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. First question yes, that was sir. tossed out. What inspired you to start this podcast, mm-hmm. and how has it evolved since the beginning? Yes. Great so, question. So it, what inspired us to do this podcast? You know, when, when we think back, when I think back, you know, obviously Blue Star's disposition is a value-added distributor, right? right? And one of the value-adds that we always talk about is education and in, in, in the fact that we are kind of a unique optics into the world, into our ecosystem. You know, we're kind of in the center. You got vendors, you got VARs, you got ISVs, et cetera. And a lot of people are always interested in what what is the distributor's view. And because primarily a lot of times, if, if we do it right, it's an unbiased view in the right, sense that right. we just, we got all this data coming in, all these inputs yeah, coming yeah. in. We were with a lot of different that. vendors, a lot of different yep. VARs, obviously. Yep. So. so education, that value proposition to me was one of the main instigators of why we we should do a podcast. Right. You know, we right. had investigated it a little bit. We have our our scrums every year about what we should do in the marketing side that's new, unique, et cetera. And then, you know, obviously podcasts had started to, you know, encroach this world right. a little bit. Right. Uh, or just it, not maybe this world, but just the in fact general. That po- in general, yeah. right. Because that's my second point is there's really no podcast in this world that we, the, like the topics that we touch right. on, right. the people that we talk to. So I, you know, I think we all thought there was a void. So number one, education. Number two, there was a void in the space uh, that was necessary to, to kind of fill if you will. Right. So, yeah. 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 So I would take those as the main inspiration around for me jo- developing the podcast. Yeah. But maybe you have it slightly well, different. Well, for me it's just you love podcasts. I just love podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> and I re- it's funny because I think I maybe mentioned this on the show before, but I remember when you interviewed me way back in 2017. Yes. You happened to it may, it may not have been during the interview, but maybe it was like when I was onboarding or something. You referenced the fact that like, hey, you know, we tried out some podcasts in the past. We might mm-hmm. we might do I think you like recorded like just a random few episodes of once upon a time a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And like that's something we might look at again in the future and that perked me up because i was a big podcast fan i was listening to way too many of them already then even more so since then mm-hmm. and i remember thinking all right that's that's something i'm i'm excited about that's something mm-hmm. i'd be interested in getting involved in now fast forward you know mm-hmm. a couple years yeah and finally around the end of 2019 we decided to actually start talking about this and saying, yeah. hey like okay if we're gonna do this what are we gonna yeah, do exactly yeah. let's actually maybe do this and of course i immediately was like raising my hand like please let me hit on this you do uh, not more than do raising not your do hand this i think you tackled me, me yeah, in, probably, in the hallway yeah. no i'm just kidding yeah there was it was a it was an emphatic like do not do this without me being involved because yeah, this yeah, is yeah. A, a dream yeah. of mine yeah and you were very gracious to to bring me in on that and, and start up the process uh and then, and then, honestly, the timing ended up working out because we, we had planned on starting it early yes, 2020. That's right. And if you recall, something something happened. Something monumental happened in the world yes. in early 2020 yeah. that kind of changed the way people, you know, were were able to connect with each other yeah, and right. get out and about and do things. Yeah. Trade shows, you know, yeah. obviously weren't a thing at the time. But people weren't meeting in person as much, so it made a lot of sense for us to introduce a new form of content for us mm-hmm. where we could still, you know, bring people together, have great conversations about what's happening in technology, what's happening in the channel, yep. what's happening with our VARs, software yes. companies, et cetera. Yep. And here we go. We were. This was born out of it. Mm-hmm. We started our recording. We formed our nice little COVID bubble here that you, know, you, me, and Marco showing up in the studio <laughs> together and hanging out, getting great people on the video to talk to us and it's just you know it's it's exploded since like I said we're we're closing in on 150 point, episodes absolutely and to that point you know when you think about the second part of this question you know how has it evolved I mean from the get go it evolved because right. oh, we yeah. had originally yeah. conceived having people in yeah and it was kind of it was gonna kind of be that thing where you know back then and now it's starting to get there a little bit you know a lot of people being a distributor come to the office right, you know right. we we could vendor. And, and customers and ISVs all the time that we're stopping by. So we we're like, oh, man, yeah, we just, yep. you know, invite them onto the set yeah. and have a conversation with yeah. them. Boom, COVID happens, and we're like, okay, we got to evolve. And yeah. everything went remote, which actually I think there's been some benefits there, oh, right? Yeah, We've definitely. had more people, different voices. You don't have to wait for someone to show up right? in the office or More topics, by. I think, that we've covered that yep. I 
we probably never even thought we would get into, and, yeah. and hopefully we'll yeah. continue to do that. So we had to evolve right out of the gate. Oh, uh, yeah. Into Definitely. That. Yeah. So. yeah, I think it's been very challenging for us, too, to like have to think about new topics and you know, to keep things fresh for yeah. your interview. I mean, there's yeah, only yeah. so many different ways you can talk about, you know, retail or grocery <laughs> or, you know, <laughs> a barcode scanner. Signage, a barcode scanner, yeah. exactly. All right, yeah. And I honestly, I'm still always amazed by how we can still come up. And, and, and a lot of that's not us. It's our our partners, mm-hmm. our vendor sponsors, mm-hmm. the folks that just want to do the show, people that we reach out and talk to and say, hey, we'd love to have you on. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that are coming to us and saying, this is a topic I'd love to discuss. Yeah, absolutely. Or we're finding something random and saying, hey, does anybody want to come on and talk about this? Yeah. And I'm yeah. I'm very impressed by the, yeah. the the level of discourse that we're able to bring uh, to this show, this channel. There's no, no plans on ending anytime soon. We didn't build this brand new <laughs> setup here for nothing, you know? We didn't redo no. all of this yeah. so we can end the show yeah. in another no, 10 no, no, episodes. No, no. You know, yeah, absolutely. We, we plan on going for a little while longer. That's right, that's right, that's right. All right, our next question that ChatGPT threw out, could you share some of the most interesting or surprising insights you've gained from interviewing experts in the channel? Hmm, yeah, so I thought I'd start with some of the top pods. I I find that to be very interesting. Sure. Uh, You know, and again, I feel like when you look at the listing, and so I went back and looked at some of the analytics that, that, uh, uh, that you keep, uh, and things of that nature. There's a wide variety of topics that were heavily watched and yeah. v- and listened yeah. to, which yeah. was a little bit surprising to me. I you know I don't know where I thought it might have gone, but right. I mean, there's a so when you look at the top ones, it's what, the number one one is Stores a Medium by Jay Hutton, which was you know yeah. just off the charts. I don't, yeah. we must have published the you know that the right way or <laughs> tapped into that. I think, I think visibility was out there promoting it quite a bit too. Absolutely. So, yeah. so you know, but that's interesting. So that's all around AI. The Stores a Medium. You Using it uh, in retail media networks. Right, Get right. into that later. Um, retail. The, another big one was retail consumer behavior. So no, no shock there. Mm-hmm. But then, mm-hmm. like leveraging service partners. The Alex Bowles yeah, one, yeah, uh, has done great. Yeah. So topically, contactless payments, future of digital signage. These are all ones that are that have ranked really, really well. Yeah. Uh, in what we've done there. So what's surprising, you know, some of the insight that for me that came out of that is. You know, when, when you look at when you when I think back on some of the episodes, I number one, I'm still surprised when you think about the warehouse, how many companies still use Excel. <laughs> yeah. And I know we talk yep. about it a lot, yep. but we validate it with people that we bring on here. And they're like, yep. oh, no. Yeah, it's like 60 <laughs> percent of yeah. warehouses out there. The antiquated still. technology in in yeah. the heart of our supply chain. Yeah. So I, we must have a skewed view, obviously, because right. we live in this world. And we're like, right. oh, no, no, everybody has this technology right. that we distribute. Mm, no. Yeah. Only about forty percent. And I think you know some of those end user surveys that we've been doing for Blue Star Nation that we've you know we've done episodes about as well. Mm-hmm. Like that's been very eye opening too because mm-hmm. I feel like it's helping us kind of either reinforce things that we think we knew but didn't really have the the data to back them up, uh-huh. or telling us things that we kind of suppose. Like I, I, the biggest one for me is every time we talk about point of sale. Mm. Whenever we've done these end user surveys, we find most people are actually pretty okay with their point of sale. Right. And yep. I feel like from the moment I started here, and you know, and anytime you talk about point of sale, everyone just assumed, oh, everyone hates their point of sale. Mm-hmm. They're ready to get rid of it in a, in a moment's notice if the, something really cool comes along or something better comes along. Mm-hmm. In reality, most folks are kind of like, no, I'm fine with my point of sale. Mm-hmm. I, I, you know, I may, I, like, I may not love it, but I don't hate it enough to, to that I'm itching for a switch right now. Mm-hmm. So it's stuff like that that mm-hmm. I think is reinforced you know, our perceptions about what's actually going on, not just within the industry, but the people who are actually using the technology that, ah, that we're distributing right. to our resellers and they're selling to their end users. Yeah. I think there's been some nice insights around that. I look forward mm-hmm. to us doing a little bit more with that. Too, agreed. So. Agreed. Another insight, I mean, as I go around, I'm surprised at how many people, I, I don't know, I don't know what my mm-hmm. expectations were, but they'll come up to me and talk <laughs> about topics that we're talking about. Like, yeah, hey, yeah. I listened to you on the pod and, you know, I, I understand your take and I've got this take on the whole yeah. thing and I find that very refreshing in the sense that, you know, it's it's just nice to be out there and and being able to provide a value because everybody I talk to, I guess they're going to say, hey, you know, <laughs> you're doing a great job on there. You guys are great and that, that kind of a thing. But as long as the education and the topics are meaningful to them, right. which yeah. I, I do feel like we, we have been doing, uh, it's, it's very insightful to then get that feedback in a personal level uh, on what they have to say as well. So that's been very insightful as well. And I, I think, to your point, we can continue to leverage that moving forward uh, on the subject matter experts that we bring in and some of the people. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I agree. Um, you know, I, I thought myself too is like how many how many smart people that we have in this channel mm. across a wide swath of industries, yep. technologies, yep. solutions, yep. 
types of businesses that they work with and sell to that's and a good understand. Point. That's a good point. I'm always amazed. You know, we, we, we bring on so many people and we've, you know, we've got some recurring guests that come in back mm-hmm. from time to time and they're recurring for a reason. But, you know, every year we probably have a good 20 to 30, I'd say, brand new to the podcast folks from somewhere in the industry, whether it's yeah. someone that one of our vendor partners has recommended to us, uh, uh, someone from an ISV that we've reached out to, mm-hmm. someone who's reached out to us and said, hey, you know, you know, I'd love to be on your podcast and do this. Mm-hmm. And I'm always amazed by how knowledgeable and insightful they are, mm-hmm. how much they bring to a conversation, you know. Again, behind the curtain peak here, a lot of times when I'm putting together like the questions and stuff for this, we stuff, don't know. I know don't just know. enough to be dangerous, <laughs> like you know. I know just enough to know what questions to ask, right? And I'm relying on those folks that we're talking to to yeah. you know to fill in the blanks there yeah. and really you know give a meaningful you know edge to that conversation. And they don't disappoint. They no, never do. They never do. So I'm, I'm yeah. always grateful for that because if it was just you and me trying to riff on some of these topics, well, we, yeah. there's only so far we could go. Exactly. We could scratch some surface. You probably know a little bit more than I do just because you've been in this industry for longer. Not much. But there's some of yep. this stuff that I'm like, I, you know, yeah. we'll get a topic and I go, I don't know yep. anything about this. Yep. And then we'll bring someone on and they'll have all this great stuff to say about it. All right, we're, we're good. No, I'm Fantastic. with you. I'm just going to keep rattling off the questions and they're going to make us look great. And I've learned a ton, uh, uh, you know, about with, with the guests that we've had on here. And that's been refreshing. It's given me new, uh, pers- you know, perspectives on our industry yep. that, yeah, that really I wouldn't have gotten had it not been through some of these uh, uh, folks that we've had on. So yeah. really good stuff there. Yeah, definitely agree. All right, next question up here. This is the one that maybe a little hard for us to tackle, but we're gonna we're gonna try to get to this anyway. Could you <laughs> speak to the role of diversity and inclusion in the tech industry, and what steps can be taken to promote more equitable practices? Uh, if you don't mind, I'll start this one here. Sure, I've, go I've for read it. down a few notes here. So yeah, yeah. you know, in in my mind, this is one of those things. There's always room to improve. There's mm-hmm. always things you could be doing better. And there's too many people in a lot of industries, not just this one, but certainly in the tech industry, that look a lot like us mm-hmm. at the top of the, you know, the top of the food chain. You mm-hmm. know, and, mm-hmm. and I know this is, you know, two two white dudes sitting here having this particular <laughs> conversation, you know, it's like, <laughs> what not, do we know about maybe this? Maybe we're not you know? the best authority. Probably on not, right. no. Yeah. But I but I agree that there's always room to improve and there's always, you know, yeah. a, a ways that you can make this better. So, you know, and I think about the fact that like technology impacts everybody. You know, mm. it's it's not a, you know, it's a you know, it's a cross divide, whether it's gender, race, you know, uh, age, whatever it is, everybody's impacted by technology in one way or another. Yeah. And I think sometimes it's it's beneficial for us to recognize and realize like, hey, there's a lot more than just the people that we are and that we think we are and we think we know that needs to be talking about this. So I think it's always important for any company to to look at the communities that they're serving, look at the businesses that you're selling to and think about, hey, do we reflect them? Does our business reflect that? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, does does our company look like them? Whether mm-hmm. it's if you're a national company, do you look like? Does your company look like most of the nation? If you're selling locally, do you look like the people in your community that you're typically selling to? Mm-hmm. And just using that as kind of a stepping stone to understand, you know, what it means to to diversify, to be inclusive, and to understand what you, what your your company and your culture represents. And maybe ask a few questions about what do we need to do to be to be different. What do we need to do to meet you know to bridge there's any gaps that might exist mm-hmm. out there. Mm-hmm. So that's that's all I've got to say on it. I think you know there's there's always room for introspection. There's always room to kind of look at internally at yourself and your company and think, hey, do we represent what we you know sell as a whole and do we represent the people that we work with as a whole? Because if not, if you feel like you look around and what you see within is not what you're seeing without and the people you're working with, mm-hmm. that's an opportunity, I think, to, to change things up a little mm-hmm. bit. Mm-hmm. It's a tough question, honestly. I mean, the way I uh, w- approached it is like, and maybe this is just the way I think. What part of the tech industry are we talking about here? Is it software? Right. Is right. it hardware? Is it services? And then I thought about well, one of the hot topics right now in software is, for example, is algorithmic bias. Right. Yep. Coding in yep. biases. I don't know. I mean, to me, that seems like a, a pretty hot topic. And when when you think about diversity and inclusion. I would think that that would be very important to have software design oh, and yeah. developers that that could you know bring different perspectives yeah. to your coding, but yep. but I don't know you know my other it's part always here nice is just that, to have that person in the room mm-hmm. that's able to say hey did you think about X right because you yep. you might not have and it's and it's not we're not saying it's bad that you didn't necessarily think about it mm-hmm. but if it's not something that's ever impacted you or your life because mm-hmm. of who you are mm-hmm. maybe you know having someone that 
does point that out that it can be impactful mm -hmm. to your point you know like i think of like facial recognition for one that's one we've talked about several times mm -hmm. where there's always an ongoing conversation about you know how it relates to particular minorities or how it relates to particular groups mm -hmm. and that's one of those things i think those companies have to struggle with and figure out and again i think if you've got someone in the room that's helping ask those questions and making sure that you're addressing that you know within your platform that's a great start right there yeah yeah, I think I I don't know when I, and I'm no expert on any of this stuff, so that's why it's hard for me to answer some of these things. And it's not necessarily my position to comment on it, but but I think you've already tapped in on some of the things. I mean, obviously, when you think about it, education is one of those things that that's very important, right? right? right. Having an educated st prospects or people that can come into the workplace uh, and add value. It starts with education. Culture is important. Right. Yes, uh, you know, a company's culture is important, and embracing that. Um, but also, it's it uh, it starts with education and having. You know, again, I'm going back and thinking about software and how many how many people are going to college and getting degrees in software or electrical engineering for hardware development right, and, right. and things of that nature. I you know you can't just create it out of nothing. D diversity and equity out of nothing. There have to be candidates. There have to be right. Uh, so I I don't know. And but this. this starts get beyond where I'm my wheelhouse of right, what I can right. talk about. I don't know. <laughs> well, let's be honest. This conversation <laughs> I, is is beyond just the tech industry. It's, oh, for it's, sure. It's every industry for everywhere. Sure. It's worldwide. It's everything. Yeah. But yeah. you know, but yeah, honing in on ours in particular, yes, there is there's opportunities to change, there's opportunities to educate, opportunities to yeah. to grow and diversify. And yeah. you know, I I praise any company that, you know, is is willing to look into that or you know take a hard look at who they are and mm -hmm. and you know and what's what what they're doing and figure out, hey, can we how can we make a change Change, who can we work with to make that change? Yeah. I you know, it's a complicated topic. So it was yeah. interesting that yeah. the AI asked us <laughs> that question. It's like, oh, wait, what? We're just a podcast. Dude. AI is getting deep here. That's right. Uh, all right. Next up here. What emerging technologies do you think will have the greatest impact on society in the coming years? And how should we prepare for their implementation? Wow, oh, what you got there? I think this is a good one. This is a good uh, one. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I'll give you a few that I came up with here. So I think AI is the low, kind of the low hanging low fruit. Low hanging fruit. Yep. We've mm -hmm. all, we've, again, we've already had episodes talking about it we have more to talk about in the future mm -hmm. it's the topic that is on everyone's i mean we Absolutely. literally are doing a podcast based on something an ai <laughs> spit out uh at us right here so so this uh, is this is one that i think that oh, that people are going to be more receptive to and that you're yeah. gonna have to start paying more attention to yeah but i think kind of and this is where we got to i think in our conversation with jody about it that a big part of it is going to be able to be Actually, not even with, with the conversation with Jody, but when we did our the survey that we did from mm. Blue Star Nation mm -hmm. about AI, and we were talking about what our you know what end users were saying about it for their businesses, and whether hey, do we think that their business you know is going to be using AI? Do they see a, an applicable place for it? And a lot of those folks basically kind of had a prove it attitude of show me what it can do for me, show me what it can do for my business, show me where this fits in to my day-to-day -day work, and mm. then I may be more invested interested mm -hmm, in it. So I think mm -hmm. from our, you know, our industry's perspective and our VARs and our vendors, ISVs, everybody, if we're going to be trying to roll out AI solutions and impress them upon, you know, our end users and the mm -hmm. people that we want, that we think this could benefit, we have to be able to back it up with some insights and some knowledge and some understanding about how it can actually benefit their business and why it matters to yeah. them. Not really just rolling point. out there and saying like, hey, artificial intelligence, let's let's do it. Right. Uh, a couple just, of, to, just, just to say we are doing it. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, yeah. Right. And that, I mean, that's let's be honest, that's applicable to pretty much any technology you try it to is. put out there. It is. But it I is. think this is one in particular where... I think a lot of folks get it theoretically, mm -hmm, mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. don't get it practically. Yeah, right. And I think if you are someone who's willing to show the practicality of it and help mm. people understand how it actually benefits them in their business and their lives, you're going to probably get yourself a little bit of a leg up as this keeps fair. growing. That's fair. Uh, a couple other quick ones I wanted to note is, um, uh, what have I got here? The, uh, the next, okay, the next evolution of social media. Not something that impacts us directly from what we do in our industry, mm -hmm. but I think in general, what social media becomes over the next decade, because we're starting to see, you know, cracks in the foundations of some of these giants that have been out there for mm -hmm, a while, mm -hmm, I mm -hmm. think is going to change a lot about how people, you know, how people interact with companies, how people interact with hmm. businesses, how people do business themselves, how they reach out and get new customers. So I think kind of staying on top of that and just knowing what's mm -hmm, happening mm -hmm. there and paying attention, you know, does it mean that you need to be doing more short form video? We've talked mm -hmm. about that mm -hmm. before. Does it mean that you, you know, need to be moving away from some platforms and focusing more on others to, you know, to get the most bang for your marketing bucks, stuff like that. So that's the kind of thing I think 
again, I don't know where it's going. I have no idea whatsoever where it's going. Yeah. But at least stay in tune with what's happening so you're ready when something changes. And don't be the, you know, as, as Jody referred to it as the Luddite who <laughs> who decides like, no, I'm not getting in, in sand. I'm yeah. not getting yeah. into that for a while and being right. the last one yeah. in there. Yeah, so. yeah, yeah. And Fair then the enough. last two I'll throw out there. VR and AR, mm, mm-hmm. we all know that's a you know uh, a, a growing place that just people don't really know what to do with just yet. No, I don't. I haven't figured any of that stuff I, out. I, I don't either. Honestly, I think I feel like the AR side, augmented reality, I think is going to be the more beneficial. I think for our industry sooner than later. Okay, I'm because with I you think there. there's more opportunities to. Yeah, to help people out by being Absolutely. able to create. We've heard about it, like in in manufacturing for just yeah, the whole right. twinning concept mm-hmm, of being able mm-hmm. to, you know, have someone be able to take a virtual walk through, mm-hmm. a, you know, a shop floor or whatever. Yep. You know, to to check out processes and see where there's places that could be improved. So I think that's going to be kind of the the big stuff I think that might impact. But you know, VR, metaverse, whatever you want to call that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I don't know where that's going to impact us mm-hmm, yet, mm-hmm. but it's worth keeping an eye on right now. Yeah. And I think the last one here I'll put in is. Sustainable technology, the electrification of of our, you know, everything. Uh, yeah, our ecosystem, <laughs> our economy. Yeah, you know, I, I, that's the kind of stuff I feel like is going to start continuing to grow. It, it already is. Yeah, you know, you're seeing the there's the race to electric for car companies yep. now. Yep. So many companies that are introducing sustainability initiatives, mm. and I think making sure that we're have, being part of those conversations along the way and helping out with solutions that can that can make that happen. Whether it is you know, providing the mobile computers that can help, you know, companies go out and set up the electrification and the grids that they need to do. Mm-hmm. Or it's as simple as just, I don't know, introducing, you know, s- solutions like what we talk about a lot with, you know, um, EVC, you know, mm-hmm. of, you know, right. just, you yep. know, getting on board with that and making sure you're at the forefront of technology that's going to be needed in order to, you know, sustain the electrification of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. the world at this point. So. Yeah, I think there's opportunities there. Obviously, we feel there's opportunities oh, yeah. there. And, and it'll be interesting how that impacts our world. You know, uh, that's taking a little bit of a narrow view of this question and how it re- reflects, you know, again, our world. Um, I think that there are going to be some impacts there. And, and one of them, I'll just kind of segue in, into one of the ones that I had, emerging technology. It's not really an emerging technology, but robotics to me yep. st- it continues to be one of those that I think is going to have a great impact on society primarily because of the labor shortages that we're having. So if you yeah. look at big trends and population trends and, uh, and, and you know you look at the data, it will all indicate that obviously there's a population issue. Right. I don't know that I'll use the word crisis, but you know some people do, but but I get it. you know right. I get the right. fact that you know there's there's not as many young people as there are old people and and their willingness or desire or ability to do what I would call more labor oriented tasks right. is obviously right. waning. you know it's 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 clear in the, in the data, at least here in the US. so so robotics, I think is one of those, you know, I guess robotics, where I've landed is, you know, robotics has had a great run in big manufacturing, cars, yeah. Uh, yeah. steel making, things yep. of that nature. Okay, there's robotics, and it's been that way ever since I was a kid, right. you know, kind right. of a thing. But now, I think robotics has implications getting into our world that, yep. we, that we live in. I agree. I'll give you some statistics when you look at it. Uh, the glo- So just breaking it down to warehouse robotics, uh, it was in 2020 a $4.4 billion industry. In 2025, uh, so in a couple years, it's going to be a $9.5 billion. So almost doubling wow. yeah. in five years. Yeah. Uh, so it has a compound annual growth rate of 16%. That's, that's huge. Okay, so that's warehouse robotics, right? So who's where is that coming from and who's doing that? I think that's going to have an impact on our channel. Yep. And I'm really, really interested in how that, that moves. You've got all the major players that have made moves into robotics, Zebra with Fetch and, and things of that nature. So obviously it's there. Mm-hmm. It's it, the, mm-hmm. it's on the horizon. We can't be the Luddites and say, oh, well, that's never going to happen. Right. But what is the play? I know a lot of resellers. I've talked to resellers. and like, you know, what is the play? How do we play this? It's not a channel-friendly environment just yet. Where is it going to go? Uh, but some are starting to dip their toes and get in, buying their own robotics companies. Really, really interesting what's happening in there. But again... Yeah, we don't have robot in a box just yet. We know? don't, so. <laughs> but, but I bet you but we will. But that doesn't mean we can't. Yeah, I that doesn't be, mean it won't happen I bet you point. we will because... One of the challenges that that whole industry has is in the maintenance and repair of robots. Yeah. So yeah. it's a very mature uh, 
market, I guess, in the autom- in the automotive industry. You know those big right. arms that oh, you yeah. see and stuff yep. like that? Well, that's already been there, right? There's yeah. companies that, that live and thrive on that kind of automation. But yep. when you get down to the smaller robot that's going to be helping with pick pack or uh, even pallet movers and things of that nature, well... You're going to have to repair that and stuff like that. So it yeah. might be a little different for our for our resellers, but it but it is a uh, parallel technology that I really think is going to be of some interest there. So yeah. robotics was on my uh, you know kind of going back to the your AR one though. I think that that's one that's going to play pretty big in our industry, don't mm. you? Oh yeah. In the sense that you know when you're in a warehouse with a heads up display, I know a lot of companies are going or trying to master what was the Google Glass, right, you right. know, Nirvana. Right. Did you try the Google Glass when not. we had it, by I, the way? It's funny because, and we, I think we've kind of discussed this before, too, like, this is what, that's one of those things that I feel like may never quite catch on from a consumer aspect, but, but in has a, a business, wealth of yes. applications Got in, in business and yeah. supply chain. Agreed. And just, yeah. Yeah. Because if you're, if you're picking something or if you're on a manufacturing floor, right, and you're doing a certain part of the manufacturing and... And whatever the heads-up display could say, hey, you know that you're not doing that right, or warning over here, right, or right. those types of things. I I, I'm, I agree with you. Yeah. I think that it, we're going to see industry birth more of that in the AR in, before it gets over on the consumer yeah. side, yeah. right? Because I, I mean, you're just walking around. What do I need? The yeah. heads-up display. Yeah, that, exactly. Oh, there's a sale over here. <laughs> yeah, I, I got it. <laughs> right. Which is a segue <laughs> into my second uh, technology that I think is really emerging. And and yes, I kind of came out of this world, but I'm just going to say it, retail media networks. I mean, I think that from from a societal impact kind of a, a play, you, when you start to see the advertising dollars shift out of what I would call digital marketing, you know, the Google ads and things right, of that right. nature, start moving into place-based advertising, which is physically in physical locations. You know, again, retail's not dead. How do we influence people when they're in, in place to buy? Right. That's going to happen with retail media networks. Some of the infrastructure that wasn't there before is now there. So to me, the next five, ten years is going to look a lot different in in the retail and hospitality space, Uh, all the way down to little shelf talkers, you know, that can now be, um, you know, obviously remotely managed, uh, put a little AI in there, stuff like that. Information is going to get better. It's going to be more relevant uh, and things of that nature. And I think advertising dollars are going to help drive some of that yeah, you know yeah. there was no network in place where you as an advertiser coca-cola 10 years ago couldn't go on to a digital media network and buy an ad in cincinnati right you know right. on a digital media that just network. spoke to them you know like exactly you know, or or the, you know the, the the beverage of the cincinnati Bengals kind of thing something right. like that yeah. there was no network you had to buy local marketing and that was it there that you was go the best you yeah could do. there was yeah. no mesh of of digital uh, assets in a location that you could just buy, yep. right? Well, that exists today. Now yep. those digital media networks are there. So as you put a screen up, you're just now a, a another touch point within yeah. that. You just you are selling eyeballs, just like you're doing on the yep. web and things of that nature. So I'm telling you, you know, the, all that infrastructure and the cost of these things has come down now to put up a screen. You can get the ROI in less than a year on the CPM that you're charging for that. So yeah. it, it, it's going to happen. You're going to see. If you don't like screens in retail today, <laughs> sorry. I think yeah, they're going to be, be a lot more of them. Yeah. There's going to be a lot more of them. And now the question is, and I know it's towards the end here, they ask the ethics question. It starts to blur the line and is to, you know, okay, so now we have information that's available. How contextualized do we want it to be to you? Right. You know, right. do you want it to be your information as you walk through a la um, Minority right, Report? Right. Or is it, do you, are you... The unofficial movie of, uh, yes, of the, of the podcast, podcast. Yeah. Or do you want it to be agnostic and you're just, I'm just a middle-aged white guy and, yeah. and it's going to serve me information to the typical middle-aged right. white I don't know. We'll see. So yeah. that that's an interesting one, retail yeah, media yeah. networks. Looking, looking for that. You know, it's funny when you were think, talking about that, because it reminded me of, I don't know about you, but back when, you know, when you go get an oil change. Yeah. Uh, like if, you, if you go to a shop to get an oil change. Yeah. And now more of them now are the ones where you just sit in your car. You're and sitting in there, your car, right. Which I think mm-hmm. is a weird uh, kind of a taking away an opportunity because it used to be like at least the ones I would go to, you would go inside and sit in their little lobby and they mm-hmm. always had a TV in there mm-hmm. that was basically running a network of sorts that was just for them. Oh, yeah, So sometimes they would show you, like, little clips of, like, sitcoms or whatever, but then there would always be a bunch of commercials about, like... Products and services they have. Products and services that they have, or just tips for, you know, Mm -hmm. servicing your car, or when to to do this, when to do that. 
and it was captivating. It was one of those things like I, I I'm not exactly a work on my car kind of guy. Mm-hmm. Like you know, I can do little things here and there. But I was always fascinated when I'd go and sit in there. I would find myself watching that channel. I would not be sitting there staring at my phone the whole time. I'd actually be watching their content on that yeah. channel. Yeah. And that's the kind of thing where I'm like, I'm surprised more businesses are doing this. Mm. And I think mm-hmm. that's where we're heading. I think mm-hmm. you're going to find yourself in situations. I think doctor's offices are starting to do a little oh, bit more now, sure. too, where they have for their sure. own internal networks. Absolutely. But I think you're going to start seeing it, yeah, more often where you're going to find more retailers and more random yep. businesses that kind of yep. have their own little random network mm-hmm. of, of, you know, uh, of content that that's mm-hmm. running when you step in that's, you know, providing entertainment potentially, especially if it's a place where you got to wait, yep. but also is providing subtle advertising or even blatant advertising, depending <laughs> on what they what they want to do, you know. And the top of the heap for me is ChatGPT. I think yeah. this is going to be the emerging technology that is just going to have a tremendous impact on society. I, yeah. I don't know how it's going to manifest itself, but I don't see it not manifest, you know, not having right, an impact, right. whether it's in education, whether it's in business, whatever. And, you know, it'll be interesting because I've been listening to podcasts, some, some podcasts and they're like, well, you know, some parts of our society are going to backlash against it. And they're yeah. going to be like, no AI schools, right, like, right. like this school over here doesn't use chat GPT. And so yeah. will they become the Luddites? Probably. Probably. I yeah. mean, right. Because where I, you have to be able to use and, and interact with the technology. We don't want to be behind the curve, right. which is an, another uh, point here. You don't want to let, I'll bring it up, Russia or China, you know, going out there and, and embracing this language technology, utilizing it to its fullest dis, you know, extent, right, right. only to, to quantum leap in front of you know, other societies. So it's, yep. I, I don't know. That, to me, is a technology. And I know a lot of people are still confused over how it can myself included, exactly how this is going to be used in business and stuff like that. But I can see the applications like, oh, man, yeah, this is this is revolutionary. And I think that, you know, maybe at the end of the road, everybody has their little AI assistant, their little chat GPT assistant. So you don't need to know who all the presidents were. You don't need to memorize (laughs) them because you got that, which you do. That's what Google is for already anyway. Yeah. Yeah. But it's it's more contextualized. And and the things that you can do with chat GPT are just way different. Yeah. Uh, than than just that information. It was probably a bad analogy, but you know, you see where I'm going here. Right. right? It's right. just the use case of this technology is really fascinating yeah. to me. Yeah. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. I agree. Uh, all right. Next question we got here. How do you balance the potential benefits of technological innovation with concerns about <laughs> privacy, security, right. and ethical considerations? Another landmine we're kind of stepping in yeah. here. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't, dude, I think this is a really hard one. Again, yeah. I'm going to go back to my retail media networks, which is interesting because that, that taps into the whole conversation around, uh, pub, or I'm sorry, personally identifiable information, Right. Do we as a society, as you're walking around, I guess most people are saying, I don't want it to be PII. I don't want my information to be directly attributable to me, right? Right. right. Unlike other societies, you know, that that do that or and or are forced into doing that, it's it's just it's not a part of our culture. So when you think about that, is is the biggest threat AI in the, in this regards? I don't know. Potentially, right, right? You know, I think laws got to catch up. Um, you know, legislation has to catch up. Things of that nature. But it's it's really. I don't know. How do you balance? You know, the question is, how do you balance the potential benefits of technology with concerns of privacy? It's 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 a balance. It oh, is yeah. just that. It is yep. a balancing act. You know, how much? How much are you willing to give up of your personally identifiable information to have, in air quotes, a better experience? Right. You know, in, right. in certain degrees. Yeah. You know, that's where it is. In the I don't know. What are your what What do you think about I, this? Question? I definitely agree with that, and I think you know what's going to be interesting. And I don't know if this is something that can be done because there's a lot of money involved in it, but if there's any way to remove some of the incentivization mm-hmm. for collecting mm-hmm. data gotcha. and what you do with that data. Yeah. I don't know if that's a thing. Like, I don't know if that's going to happen. I mean, because obviously some of the companies that benefit the most from this have a lot of money behind collecting as much data as possible. Absolutely. And either for selling advertising, that data or using you know? it for advertising, distributing mm-hmm. it, whatever it is. Mm-hmm. And granted, you know, I think, you know, we're all working harder trying to figure out like, how can we, to your point, how can we be willing to give that data without the expectation that that data is going to be used maliciously mm, in some way? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So you know, I think that's going to be a big starting point is figuring out, you know, what what are we getting and what are we doing with it? And I think if you're a 
if you are an ISV or a reseller who's selling solutions that involve a lot of data collection in some way, you've got to be having those conversations internally about that as well mm. and be ready to answer those questions for your potential partners because mm -hmm. they're going to ask. And if they don't ask, their customers that might get that technology used oh, on them sure. are certainly going to ask Absolutely. about it at some point. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I think we've all like it's we're all hyper aware at this point of the potential dangers here and of all the data that gets collected about us. And, mm. and I don't know about you, but I feel like I'm constantly trying to figure out like, you know, <laughs> can I, you know, what do I need to turn off here? What do I say no to for this? What do right. I say yes to Well, for it's that? overwhelming. How's my experience going to get hurt if I say I don't want you doing cookies here right. or whatever? Yeah, 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 you know, yeah. I'll give you an example. Like I, I'm a fantasy sports player and one of the websites that I like to use for fantasy content or whatever, mm -hmm. every single time I go to that website mm -hmm. on my mobile device or anywhere else, it's always popping up a little pop-up saying like, like, do you accept cookies? And I always have to go and do a point where I say, I have to toggle off, do not sell my personal information. Ah, every time? Every single time. Whereas most, That's really most sites have that off to begin with, and yeah, you can right. toggle it on if you want to. Yeah. Who does that? I don't know. <laughs> but I have to do it every single time, and I'm always annoyed by that. It's one of those uh -huh. things that just like frustrates me about going yeah. to that site. Because, yeah, yeah, yeah. And granted, I don't know what you're getting from me by doing it, because all right, you found out I'm a guy who likes fantasy baseball, you know, right. whatever, yeah, you know. Right, right. But so it's, what? It's, it's, it's that kind of stuff that I think we're, we've, there's got to be some kind of, there's going to have to be some kind of turning point about how that information is disseminated, mm. who's getting what, and mm -hmm. who's getting incentivized for collecting that information. Mm -hmm. and, and again, that's, you know, bigger minds than me are going to have to figure that part out. But in the meantime, it's handcuffing your ex your experience, it right? It is, exactly. I mean, that. so that's the negative part here, is that, right. you know, because of some of those things that have been implemented, all you want to do is get into your fantasy baseball, right? And then yeah. this, you just you want to log on so you can see. What I know. Else what going is what and, is me and going like and that. checking out the latest rankings? What are you? What else? What other kind of data are you getting from yeah. me that right. a company that does fantasy sports just doesn't need to know? So there's rub or sell there, to someone right? else. There's yeah. friction there, yeah. and, that, and so that's not the best experience. And I think that that's part of this yin and yang that we're going to have to play. And yep. and I guess I don't. Some people, I guess, just become I don't know. Uh, exhausted by the effort, would, because it is. I mean, yeah, I, yeah. I can't imagine going into every single website that I go to, you know, managing my settings. Does it do any good anyway? Because I'm still getting emails, even though I've unsubscribed five right, times right, from right. whatever service. And it's like, you know, it's exhausting, right? So, so that's not a good user experience. So, I, but I don't know. You know, do you bring it on the hammer and just shut everything down, and then I don't know. But then your experience is like, well. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. It's a big um, question. You know, I also noted cybersecurity, which I don't have a lot mm, to say about that, yeah. but I think cybersecurity is something where, you know, we're going to have to improve the infrastructure around that in some way and figure yeah. that out because, you know, you're constantly hearing about breaches. You're hearing about, you know, data leaks. You're starting to hear about vital industries and companies that are getting crippled by cyber attacks of some sort. Mm -hmm. And even something as simple as I, I just heard recently that one of these password manager companies got hacked. Oh, great. <laughs> so, like, they're managing your passwords for you. They just got hacked, and now those passwords are out and about potentially right. somewhere. Like, yeah. what's the point at this point? Like, Well, you I know, thought quantum computing was going to solve true. all That could help out. And blockchain oh, might and assist bad. with some of that, too. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. So I'm, I'm curious about that angle. And the last thing I'll say here is, if, have you ever, you know, you mentioned legislation earlier yep. about like, figuring how that kind of fits into the piece. Mm -hmm. Have you ever watched any kind of a legislative session, yeah, or a congressional <laughs> session about technology where they're... Oh, it's a joke. It, it, when you've got a, a group of 60, 70, 80-year-olds yeah. sitting there talking about the hottest new technology, any technology yeah. or any technology for that mm -hmm. matter mm -hmm. with like, you know, 20 something and 30 something tech startup folks or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And they're asking questions like, so exactly how do you turn off the internet? You know, <laughs> stuff like that. And you're like, Oh my God, these people don't even understand the basics. <laughs> this is, this is again, this is outside of our, just our channel. Oh. And, but in, in the world of technology in general, like we have got to have younger people who are sitting in some of those positions? Can you of power imagine some of who this? actually understand That's the fair. world of technology and actually grown up in it, <laughs> That's and not fair. not folks who you know who spent more than half of their lives living in a world where you know telephones came on a cord, <laughs> and now suddenly well, I put don't that, understand I put what myself in that does. in that category. But well, well anyway, true, but I can't imagine these staffers because all the staffers are young. Right? Oh yeah, I mean they're exactly. all college graduates. Oh yeah, you know they're behind the scenes. Get, like oh my like, god, oh I can't my gosh, I got to try to I got to try to explain what. Again to this, you know, it's like, no, here's the on button, you know. Right, exactly. 
<laughs> I can only imagine. But can you turn the internet off but for it, twenty seconds but and back all on again? Will that fix everything? Well, it does. That has a dramatic impact on on society, right? right? I mean, legislation is so far behind technology. It's like they don't know what to ask. Well, like they no, just, and they don't when they know. start asking the questions, it's it's long gone. Yeah, I mean, exactly. look at how fast this Chat GPT. I mean, how do you even approach that from a legend? Yep. I don't know that there needs to be any legislation, but I'm just using that as a use case. That right. here's the technology that's going. It's 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 the fastest adopted uh, technology ever. Right, the fastest yep. to 100 million users. I think it was like whatever some ridiculous yeah, was, amount of yeah. days, not yeah. weeks, uh, type of a thing. It's just like. That is happening at such a rapid pace. I don't even know. Even if you're a twenty something or a thirty something, and you're you're in the leg- legislative body, and, uh, would say, you be able me, to? Meanwhile, yeah. Meanwhile, there are probably at least half the people sitting in our but country's legislature that are going. My chat, count- what? Yeah, yeah. Here's my counter to you, though, because I've brought this up many times. I love my children to death. But they don't know techno- They don't know how technology works. They just expect it to work, right? right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Dad, why is it? Why can't I get this thing to print? It should right. just print. Well, no, right. you got to go into your drivers. You got to. I mean, I know a little <laughs> bit more about it. Well, I'm telling you, I don't have a lot of faith in the twenty whatever. Yeah, that's youngers, a good point. They're You're just, good. Like, they don't know how this stuff works. We got to find just, that. Help. Work. We got to find that middle group, that middle ground group that <laughs> so understands how it works, but also understands <laughs> the dangers of it, and also and also gets why we need it so badly. Well, so. and also. Is we've talked about this, that what you're going to see now are, are you know different layers of our society. Those that understand tech, those that have no idea how it works. And but I'm worried. You know, those the people that understand tech, tech can, can manipulate it. You know, are they going to have nefarious means? Some of them yeah, will. Yeah, Some of them will point. do good. Some of them won't. And yeah. that's going to be a, a, an outlier or yeah. a, you know a result of some of this. Yep. So, anyway, I agree. Yeah. All right, last question here. Yeah. Um, kind of a little sneak peek thing for you, actually. Ah, yeah. It says, finally, what can listeners expect from upcoming podcast episodes, mm-hmm. and are there any topics or guests that you're particularly excited to explore in the future? Well, hey, we don't honestly sometimes have like a huge, long, you know... Um, this is what's coming up? ...leeway of what's coming, but we actually have quite a few that are pre-scheduled here. So to give you a, a little look ahead here in the coming weeks... Uh, Next week, we've got an episode about retail trends for 2023. Yes. And we brought in a couple, we're bringing a couple of our partners from uh, the EU, from Blue Star yes. in the EU in to talk about. Absolutely. Not just Great the guys. trends impacting us here in the U.S., yep. but global trends, and maybe how those differ a little bit, Absolutely. too. Absolutely. Yeah, good stuff. If you're someone that's looking globally, you'll learn a little bit more about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after that, we have a very special episode. We are actually, well, when this episode comes out, it probably it would have happened already yesterday, but we're going to be recording a, a live, live episode. Yes. Of the podcast uh, with a panel yep. of marketing pros, including Jody Costa, one yes. of those that's going to yeah. be on. Yep. Um, Elo sponsoring this particular episode. We're very excited. No, to I'm this. excited for the live events. Yeah, I, it's just, good. We're, we're going to have some some folks on uh, live with us to talk about marketing, and then we're going to drop that episode in the feed. But if you hopefully you got a chance to tune in live because you could ask some questions of the yep. panelists if you needed to. But we are going to be doing that a couple more times. Absolutely, this year look too. out for so, the next one if you miss it. Exactly. So if you missed it, keep an eye out. Make sure you're yep. you're keeping following us on LinkedIn, Twitter or whatever, mm-hmm. um, and we'll be talking about those in the future because we're going to do at least two more of those live episodes yeah. this year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, following that, we have we were just talking about um, electronic vehicle charging. We have an episode about electronic vehicle charging stations as Another a service. Another opportunity, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Exactly. Good stuff. Uh, so that's coming up yep. uh, in mid-April, late April, and then we're wrapping up April with an episode on how self-service is changing retail, mm-hmm. uh, featuring a couple of our returning guests from Epson. So yeah, good stuff. We got some. We got some good stuff coming up on the docket here, and and honestly, there's plenty of ideas. We we're always bantering around, and people we we're trying to get, and yep. there's lots more stuff in the coming in the future. We'll be recording live at Vartech again this mm-hmm. year, like we mm-hmm. always do. Mm-hmm. So we've got those live pods coming up. Um, I'm, I'm feeling like our schedule's already tightening up for this it year. It is. You know? I know, when so. you think about it. But, hey, if you got ideas, because one thing I would like to, you know, that we're hoping for is more reseller voices, you know, more folks that can give us that, uh, some of those because they're subject matter experts, oh, yeah. they have they've got a great uh, angle on on the business. So exactly. uh, we're going to try to get some more of that going. As yeah. Well. yeah. So that well, so that leads us into our our transition here, where yep. we always talk about you know what you can do next and what you should be doing. So yes. first of all, I'm going to assume that you are you know if you like this episode, you like what we're doing here, that you're following our podcast, whether you are uh, tapped in on uh, YouTube following our YouTube channel, not just for us. We do lots of other great content on yep. our YouTube channel on Absolutely. a regular basis. So definitely make sure you are subscribed and following that. 
like our episode, you know, if you're listening on on YouTube, if you're you're listening on a podcast of your choice, mm-hmm. give us a rating and review. It's it's a way one that we know that you like what we've got going on here. Don't just come up to me and Dean when you see us out somewhere or whatever and tell us about that you like the pod. Back it up. Give us a rating and review somewhere. It's not only helpful for us, but it helps other folks to find the show along the way as well. Yep. Um, I mentioned it earlier. Make sure you are following Blue Star on LinkedIn. Uh, I cannot tell you enough how important it is to be following us there because all the cool stuff that we do, we always put up clips of the show every week. So if you miss an episode or maybe maybe you didn't feel like watching an entire episode because it wasn't quite a topic you were really invested in. I hope Mm -hmm. you're listening to all of them. But if Mm -hmm. you didn't, I always do a recap of pretty much every episode on LinkedIn so you can at least follow that. Get a little bit, you know, a little taste of what the episode was about. We'll also keep you updated on events that are coming up, webinars that we're hosting, places we're going to be. The 2U tour is kicking off soon. Yep. You should be following us on LinkedIn to make sure you're not missing out on that kind of stuff. And then finally, most importantly, to get what Dean was talking about here, we want to hear from you about what you want on this show. So, you know, we've got slots open, we've got some great topics planned, but there's also plenty of room yep. to fill in with more topics that actually matter to you. Maybe you got a subject matter expert that you're like, hey, exactly. you guys should be talking to this dude or this guy. Exactly. Yeah. We want to hear from those. We want to hear those from you so you can you can email that stuff to us. You can send us a note on Twitter, on LinkedIn, or there's always a link in the show notes where you can send us podcast topic submissions. And if you do it there mm-hmm. at that particular spot, we will send you a Tech Connect podcast oh, t-shirt. Dun, dun, dun. Got a nice, soft, go. comfy t-shirt it's got the logo on the front says what's tech connecting with you on the back just for sending an idea even if we don't use it we will send that t-shirt to you so please send those ideas in we want to hear from you we want to know what you want on the show and as always stay in touch with us by following us on linkedin you can also find us on twitter that's at tech connect pod or email us tech connect at bluestarinc.com all right, Dean, let's wrap up. Um, yep. we, we always have these recurring segments that we do at the end of every yes. episode. The first of which is value to the VAR. It's kind mm-hmm. of our way of distilling our conversation down a little mm-hmm. bit, giving mm-hmm. a takeaway for our VARs. On a normal episode where we have a guest, you know, we're maybe kind of you know giving them a takeaway question that, that you have know, something that our VARs can do right now to maybe improve their business or yeah. jump on board this particular topic of trend we're talking about. Yeah. Now, here's a question, actually, that the, the chat GPT did throw our way. I kind of tweaked it a little bit for our channel, but <laughs> could you share some of your favorite resources Sources for staying up to date on the latest trends and developments in the reseller channel. Interesting. Well, okay, so there's the normal ones out there, which, by the way, I will make a statement. I don't think there's enough media coverage in our world, right? We could use a true. little bit more media that's directly attributed. Ooh, are we going to create a media network? Uh, maybe we should. I don't know. V- but the VAR media network? Yeah, you know? I mean, but some of the typical resources I go after, like the CRNs of the world or associations and stuff like that. But where I'm, where I'm at, where I have found myself utilizing more and more is LinkedIn. Yeah, LinkedIn is like where where I when I think about okay, where am I getting my information about what's happening, product releases yep. or trends that are happening? I'm telling you, dude, LinkedIn I guess is is my number one resource for doing that, and it's become I, I find myself joining more groups, right? If yeah. I wanted to get yeah. a little bit more niche into a certain area, uh, if, you know, joining those groups, so hopefully I can get more you can tapped into hashtags some of the, exactly. On there. Yep, yeah. yep, those types of things. But to me, that I guess when I boil it down, because I thought about this, I'm like. Dude, I think it's LinkedIn. I think LinkedIn's my number one resource. Yeah, yeah, what about I you? Agree. No, I was just going to, you know, I'm kind of toot our own horn here a little bit, you know, because we're putting out plenty of content that yes. you know, it should hopefully be beneficial to to VARs and ISVs. This pod obviously is one of them, so I'm assuming you're, if you're listening <laughs> to this, you're hopefully following it because we're always doing interesting stuff here, lots of different topics. Blue Star uh, Nation. Blue Star Nation. There you go. Uh, All you right. know, it's not new anymore. We're going. about a year old, going. I guess, on that yeah. blog now. But, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, we're, we're very deliberate about what we post there. You know, yeah. we only typically put out two articles every quarter. Uh, we're trying to be very deliberate about stuff that is useful and impactful for for VARs, for mm-hmm. our customers. Mm-hmm. Understanding about the channel, again, we don't, we don't, we're trying to do a lot of end-user surveys. We've got some more of those that are coming up in the future. So, you know, it's, it's, it's very deliberate content that we hope is beneficial. So I recommend checking out that. It's nation.bluestarinc.com. There's always a link in the show notes for that, too. Um, yeah, following LinkedIn, following us on LinkedIn, I think there's always, you know, um, a great place to be doing that. 
Um, and then honestly, you know, and uh, we promote these on LinkedIn, but our webinar series. Yes. Um, I, I've suddenly getting, I, I, I host most of our webinars and by mm-hmm. host, I literally mean, I just kind of turn them on and say, Hit Hey, the welcome in <laughs> and then let the, let the other ridiculously smart people do their right, thing. Right. Um, but you know, I, I, we've got a lot of them coming up. There's mm-hmm. been a lot of folks that are really wanting to do those this mm-hmm. year. It's, you know, several of our different vendors and some of our ISV partners. Yep. And it's a great way that they will kind of, sometimes they do episodes, you know, webinars about trends that are happening. We now, have, I know we had one. one about retail trends last mm-hmm, year. Mm-hmm. Sometimes it's new product demonstrations. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's deep dives into certain types of technology and mm-hmm. why you might need them. Great, great way to, you know, to just understand what's a little going on in a particular industry or yep. with a t- particular technology. They're interactive in the sense that you can get on there, and as you're listening, you can ask questions. We relay those to the to the presenters at the yeah. end. Good opportunity. Webinars to, aren't to, dying, right? They're not. And, they're and really in fact, not. they're even more impactful today because with the whole work from home, you know, yep. people, it, it's just a shift in our society in the sense that you can have that on in the background, still get your work yep. done, and still kind of learning along the way. Uh, it's a great tool. That's a good, really good one. Exactly. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, again, tune our own horn here a little bit, but I think we do a lot of great content that's, you know, absolutely very useful to to our audience and to our partners. Fair enough. So fair definitely enough. recommend you check out that. Yeah. All right. Let's wrap up with our favorite segment each week. It's called What's Tech Connecting With You? <laughs> <laughs> this is where we get to chat about something in the world of science, tech, innovation, business. Or otherwise. Otherwise, yeah. just something that caught our eye that we, we just want to talk about. We want to share it with each other and with you, and we want to chat about it. So well, what's tech connecting with you? All right, so here's the headline. Why the floppy disk won't die? <laughs> I think so, I saw, might have seen this. I didn't read it, but I think oh, I might have okay. seen that headline. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So were you aware that you know people are still using yeah, floppy disks? Yeah, apparently a lot more industries than you think. Yeah. A lot more industries. It, despite the fact that they stopped manufacturing them, <laughs> well, the 3.5-inch <laughs> in 2010. So it's right, been 13 right. years wow. since anybody minted a new... I mean, I couldn't tell you the last time I touched one. I, I mean, I, I, I couldn't, couldn't tell you the last time I had a computer I could put one in. But when you think about some of the industries that are utilizing them, which this article went into, who knew? But apparently they're like embroidering machines are really okay. really big in in very utilizing. specific yeah so they you know part of the story was this this gentleman that owns a business that after that is involved in horse racing and after the horse wins they win an, an embroidered uh, cover for the horse okay okay and so his machine does that well his machine actually isn't that old I think it was built in 2004 uh, type of a thing but in, in order to get any design on it if you have to use a floppy disk so huh and and so this guy's like one of you know he's like my whole business is this right and if the floppy disk goes away I have no business anymore <laughs> the scariest one for me so do you think he's got like a stockpile of floppy does no one's making them anymore nobody right? makes them but there's a whole now sub industry <laughs> Like okay, a black so market for floppy there, disks. Well, there is. You laugh, but there is. So there's there's two things. You, yes, you can still buy net new ones. There are people. There's this guy in California, Persky or whatever. He's got like a stockpile, okay. literally a stockpile, okay. and he's selling a thousand discs a day. He says, still to this day, he's he's doing it. But right, he, he right. only has so much supply, and when he's when it's out, it's out. But he's like seventy five years old, and so he thinks he's going to outlive his supply. <laughs> So, <laughs> or at least for the next five years that he's willing to work. Right, right. He, At this pace, he's still got enough. However, there is a black market where it, where people are getting used ones and wiping right, them. Right, right. And then reselling them as refurb. So wow. there's that whole industry out there. Okay, well, here's... Hey, hey man, you got floppies <laughs> for me? Yeah, man, what you need? Yeah, yeah what you need? <laughs> I got this one. So here's the what, the scariest one that I... Because they, they had many different use cases of where floppies are still right, being used. Right. 3.5-inch floppies are still being used in, to update the navigational uh, systems oh, no. of 747-200. Oh, no. So these are, these are older 747s. They're 36 years old. There's 20 of them still out there in the world flying right now as we speak, mostly in cargo airlines. None of them are, are okay. people in them. <laughs> so, do I need to start checking? <laughs> but every the time way I that they flight? do their updates is on a floppy. It's You know, they're putting it in the, uh, in the cockpit, and they've <laughs> got a floppy <laughs> Man. So that that you know that I was like ooh see that's a little bit that's a little bit scary. Yeah. The final thing here, uh, apparently one of the first floppies, which was an eight inch by uh, introduced by IBM in 1971, is literally on the verge of extinction. Like there's there's like it's really hard to find an eight inch right, at this right. point in time. So maybe we we've probably not in your and my lifetime. I don't know that the 3.5 inch floppy is going to die because wow. they're still out there. Yeah. Wow, and there's still a need for them. Who knew? Uh, who knew? 
Now yeah, you know. I feel like I came across that article. I was like, yeah. I don't know. I don't even yeah. want to know. Nobody's still using, using these yeah. anymore. Well, I, I just have a, such oh, an affinity because I can remember. Oh, I yeah. still got the muscle memory of putting a floppy oh, yeah. in, waiting for it to spin up, yep. all that kind yeah. of good stuff. There, the are, there are folks listening to this podcast that are going, what, what are, are you these guys talking, talking about? about? Exactly. Exactly. I mean, there you talk about putting a disc in and some folks would be like, what are you talking about? <laughs> We're talking about floppies, <laughs> like even a, like a compact disc. Yeah, you know, right, 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 yeah. So what's tech connecting uh, with you, my man? All right, so um, one of these one of these things you just don't like to hear about because you know it could could be catastrophic. But uh, talking about the bees, yes, not the birds and the bees. No, the just, bees, just literally the bees. The bees. Yes. Uh, so this article I found in the conversation: bees face many challenges, and climate change is ratcheting up the pressure. <laughs> Basically, you know, and, and they actually had someone who you know does you know research into uh, human ecology at the University of California, Irvine, or Davis rather, and. Um, Basically, read this article about how all these kind of things are impacting bee population, in particular mm-hmm. honeybees. Mm-hmm. And I, now, if you don't know, you know the bee population has been under some threat for a long time. Anyway, we've Absolutely. there was weird instances, you know, not too far back, just a few years back, of just entire colonies just kind of collapsing and yeah. disappearing. Right. Um, I can tell you, my my father in law has has done beekeeping in the past. Oh, really? Like has okay. Some, has you know hives and boxes around his yard. And he hasn't had a you know an actual colony show up in years now. Like oh wow! Actually, you know, taking up residence. He used to frequently you know get them there. Oh, get honey he just has it out there, and then yeah. the queen will stop by. Yeah, and he would just yeah he yeah, would just okay. you know he he could attract some from time to time, okay. and he has not been able to attract any for a long time. So I'll be darned. Yeah. So there's there's been a crisis for some time anyway. And if you don't know. You know, a, a bee population is ridiculously important to ridiculously our in, entire important. ecology. Yes, yes, yes. Because no, they life you know, in general. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and, and what's funny is, have you ever seen the movie The Bee Movie? Or I think it's yes. called Bee Movie. Yes. Which Jerry Seinfeld for some reason is the voice. Great of the movie. Bee. Bizarre, bizarre casting. And I didn't watch yeah. it for a long time. And I watched it and like it. It, it I mean, really, was a great bee. And, uh, <laughs> it dives into this whole idea of what happens if the bees go away yeah, and what happens good. to humanity not and our good. ecology yeah. and our food supply. And it's not good. It's not no. good. No. So we need the bees. Yeah. So anyway, this article kind of just dives into some of the things that are going on with bees and you know mentions that climate change is part of the problem because obviously there's issues with like if there's drought or mm-hmm. if you know if mm-hmm. pollen is drying up and there's just not as much for them to move around and forage and get, bees might die off. Mm-hmm. Also that when there's like intense high, you know, high rains like mm-hmm. they mentioned mm-hmm. you know in the northeast when there was some intense rains over the last year or so that a lot of bees won't go out and forage because it's raining too hard. You know, right. it's hard, yeah. kind of hard to fly around and do your gig, you know, if, if it's raining. getting pummeled by, by yeah. rain you yeah. know, all the time. So, right. so there's that. They talk about things called a, a scourge of what's called varroa mites, which are little mites that attach themselves to bees and, and mm. uh, feed on their body tissue, um, which makes it difficult for them to... Zombie to, bees, to, probably, to, yeah. ...to maneuver, mm. kind of can, can, can deform their wings... And basically, so they're trying to fi- figure out ways to kill that, but basically trying to create an insecticide that kills a bug on a bug, as they refer to that's it. That's hard. But then now insecticides are also an issue and still yes, problem- that's problematic. Right. Yes, very much um, so. Pesticides, microdoses of pesticides, especially for bees that yep. that form their, you know, that, that live on the ground. Yeah. Something called junk food diets. <laughs> this is not something I, w- I realized, but apparently, like, as we plow down, you know, areas to create farmland, mm-hmm. a lot of the the farmland that we're creating, a lot of the crops that we're growing are not crops that are suitable for bees to mm-hmm. be to be foraging from and taking from. Mm-hmm. E- either one because they either aren't flowering or mm-hmm. are something that's actually not good for them and, and have some pathogens that aren't mm-hmm. that aren't helpful for them. And the idea is that you know, like when they farm, they try to like you know spread out more land in order to keep other animals from trying to come up mm-hmm. and get near the farmland. Mm-hmm. But when they're doing mm-hmm. that, they're getting rid of potential pollinating flowers that these bees might need. It's deep, man. Yeah, it and is basically deep. on top of all that, cri- the climate change itself is a force multiplier between wildfires, floods, droughts, all that kind of stuff, yeah. And, yeah, and warm yeah. temperatures. So yeah, it's a it was an interesting article. It was one of those things that you should kind of read and you go like, well, crap. You well, know, that's like, one of those things that's like, well, Mother Nature still is in control, you know, and and bees are really important when you yeah. dive into yeah. it. Yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so, I was I came across an article or something like that, like really discouraging people from using like lawn pesticides because yeah. dandelions in our area yeah. are one of the early flowering things that help yeah. bees. And yeah. I'm like, okay. I'm in. I won't tell do my, it. Tell my year. HOA that, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, right. Well, that's a really good point, though, but they're they're very instrumental. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Just bring back the B. Exactly. So that's what's tech connecting with us. Uh, until next time, get out your, your floppy disks. And, yes. Um, <laughs> sell them. I don't know. Sell. Yeah, exactly. Sell them, man. Apparently you can make a profit <laughs> off of it. And uh, I don't know, you know, help out the bees a little bit. Grow some flowers. 
in your backyard. Don't tell your HOA about it. Yeah. Hide them under a tarp or something. <laughs> and as always, folks, please stay connected. Technic Podcast is brought to you by Zebra. Print better, print smarter, print safer. Yeah, nice. What makes a safe printer? Printer? I, I mean, maybe really I, well, I know you can, like, cybersecurity can be an issue there. Yeah. You can yeah. tap into a printer and yeah. wreak some havoc on a network if you're right. not careful. Yeah. Uh, that's the motto of Zebra's ZD series of two-inch compact desktop printers. They're designed for a small footprint but big performance. The ZD series is simple to set up and use with easy integration, management, and security options. Now, among the various configuration sizes and options for any customer's needs are the ZD411 Advanced, ZD611 Premium with color touch display option, and 611R RFID printers. They got it covered here. They got yeah, they do. Here. Holy moly. Uh, all of these feature next-gen technology engineered to grow with business. So check out the link in the show notes for more on each ZD series printer type. Technic Podcast is also brought to you by Elo. But being self-service has never been easier. Yes. And I'm a big fan of self-service. Yes. I'm a do-it-myself kind of guy. When you think most, about trends, yeah, self-service, yeah, yeah. that's a big trend. Uh, well, introducing, maybe not introducing, it's been out for a while, but hmm. it's it may, could be new to you. you yeah, know? right. Yeah, could be. May not be. Maybe not what is it? Now I'm, now I'm curious. What is it? <laughs> Am I hyping you up enough? <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> Elo's Wallaby Pro kiosk nice. stand. Yes. The Wallaby Pro is changing the industry by making it easier than ever to configure interactive self-service solutions. Choose from wall, counter, and floor models engineered with configurations to fit any space in retail, restaurants, hospitality, healthcare, and corporate environments. Just add a 22, 24, or 27-inch touchscreen display. Are you looking for some more options? Yes, of course. How about a custom branded backer board like it yes ceiling pole to minimize footprint Ooh, nice add a printer ada keyboard assist button what if that's anything like our cough button our new studio's right? got yes. a cough button, cough button. yes i love so it you don't have to listen to me and dean hacking, hacking up away. along <laughs> in the middle of the podcast we need you. assistance there yeah it is, we right? need Boom. assistance Boom. that's yeah. our that's our assist button uh, that's right uh you'll have nothing to do with that though sorry it's they, they, their buttons are much cooler than that uh use elo's edge connect to attach accessories oh and the wallaby pro stand offers easy to access concealed housing for a power strip power bricks compute devices cables whatever you might need pretty pretty cool nice. little device absolutely uh, ready to help your customers design the most customizable self-service solutions start with the wallaby pro contact your elo representative to learn more and check out the recent unboxed video linked in the show notes <laughs> 